Federal Drive with Tom Temin on Federal News Network. I'm Jared Serbu, filling in for Tom. Federal agencies generally have a lot of discretion when it comes to their procurement decisions, but not explaining why they did what they did can be a recipe for bid protests. That's exactly what happened when the Army awarded a major contract for communication support services in U.S. Central Command. The Court of Federal Claims has now ordered the Army to go back and fix problems with the 2019 award decision. To talk more about the case, we're joined by Joe Petrillo, a procurement attorney with Smith Pactor McWhorter. All right, Joe, and this is actually a case that we've we've talked about before when the Court of Federal Claims actually made its decision on the merits, but the, the judge was not at that time, I guess, ready to decide exactly what the remedies should be for this successful protester. You want to just recap what that initial decision was and, and what the underlying issues are here? Sure. The Department of Defense has a regulation which says that if an agency is inviting competitive proposals and the resulting contract is expected to exceed $100 million, then the contracting officer should conduct discussions during the course of the procurement. In an earlier decision in this case, the case is IAP Worldwide Services versus United States, the situation was that the agency decided not to conduct discussions. This was the Army. And they uh, issued uh, a very conclusory decision about why that was the case, didn't really explain the reasons. So when the procurement was protested, the court found that the armies had run afoul of this regulation. Now, because the regulation said should not shall, the army did have some discretion about whether or not to conduct discussions. But here, its decision not to do so didn't seem to comport with the regulation, which which made conducting those discussions the default position. Further complicating the matter, the protesters' proposal had been rated unacceptable, and to the extent to which it was really harmed by this, was somewhat iffy. So uh, the court asked the parties for more information about what remedy was appropriate, and uh, they reported back, and the court has has issued now another decision. Yeah, and unlike the Army's conclusory decision, this this one is definitely not conclusory. The, the court spends a good 40-plus pages explaining all the options that it had for awarding relief. Which, which path did the judge eventually land on? Eventually, it decided that um, in this particular case, the proper decision was to, to go forward with a remand to the agency with some instructions. The judge got to that conclusion after looking at all the other alternatives and writing really a very... Uh, thorough and clear explanation of when the various types of relief are appropriate. There are four possible remedies in a bid protest case. One is monetary. Uh, The winning party can get its bid or proposal preparation costs, but that's really only done when the the protester gets no other relief. And uh, the legal wrong means that it's wasted its money and pursuing the contract. There are three other categories of relief that are non-monetary. The most well-known one of these, I think, is an injunction. That's a judicial order that mandates or prohibits particular conduct. And it's backed up with the court's contempt power. So it's something of an extraordinary remedy, and it's not easy to get. Going beyond that, another alternative is the declaratory relief. Here, the the court isn't so much uh, redressing past wrongs as setting the stage for future compliance. It is particularly helpful, for instance, where the issue is whether 
what is the proper interpretation of a contract or a solicitation or the proper interpretation of a statute or regulation. So even though this type of relief doesn't compel conduct, it does give the parties guidance about how to deal with each other and how to deal with these issues in the future. And if a party decides to ignore the court's guidance, well, the wronged party to the uh, procurement uh, can go back to court and seek additional relief. And so the final decision here, the court, it looks like picked a couple different options from the menu and, and blended them. Where, where did the judge eventually land? The judge landed eventually with a remand, and those often have instructions. And although he didn't lay out the instructions in detail, he basically said that on remand, the, the Army needed to act consistently with the proper requirements of the regulation as he explained them in the first decision. This is the proper remedy when the agencies acted improperly, but it still retained some discretion. And here the Army still had some discretion about whether it was going to conduct discussions and uh, who it was going to include in the competitive range if it did. So the Army now has the uh, obligation to go back and make a decision by August 8th about whether it wants to conduct discussions uh, and justify that decision if it decides not to justify it properly under the regulations. And if it does go forward with discussions, it has to make a determination of which offerors uh, are going to be put in the competitive range. And those are the ones that are, that are going to actually have discussions with the Army. Um, but the judge gave the judge gave the army two very specific options and and said you must choose one of these. So I guess what I wonder is 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 that some form of injunctive relief in and of itself? Because the court is not just telling the army go back and rethink everything and and come to a, a different conclusion. He's he's giving them two specific choices. Sure, if the uh, army wants to go forward with the procurement, this it first has to figure out whether or not discussions are warranted in this case. And and if it does decide that, then it has to figure out a competitive range. And I think you're right in a sense that is injunctive because that's what the regulation requires. And the Army didn't do that here, at least not properly in the view of the court. So on remand, it's uh, got to go forward and, and, and figure all that out. Theoretically, maybe the Army could cancel the solicitation and start all over again. But um, having invested this much time and effort in it, I'm not sure that's what it wants to do. Yeah, and I suppose if if the Army goes with option one, which is essentially just elaborate on, on the reasons it didn't engage in discussions and still doesn't do discussions, the same unsatisfied bidder could go right back to court, right, and drag this out even further, even after this. I mean, the source selection decision was, I think, two years ago. Yep, it's been a while. It, it That's a very good uh, observation because the judge did lay out one difficulty in, in going forward with simply saying, no, we're, we're not going to conduct discussions and justification for it. There is a legal doctrine that says we're not going to accept post hoc rationalizations for a decision. So the reasons advanced by the Army, if it makes the same decision, has to be reasons that were available to it in the uh, initial situation when it made the decision, but simply weren't adequately articulated or explained. And that can get tricky. So the Army still decides that it doesn't want to conduct discussions here. There's probably going to be some argument about whether or not its reasons amount to a post hoc rationalization. 
It sounds like potentially the entire problem for the Army here was it it just didn't explain its reasoning for not engaging in discussions. And if it had done that, nobody would be here. That's exactly the case. And you know that's something that is characteristic of a lot of bid protest decisions. The Army and, and other federal agencies often have a lot of discretion about what they do, but they can't just make a decision and say, well, it's up to us, it's our discretion. There have to be reasons for it. There has to be a, a, a you know a rational explanation of why the facts that that exist uh, justify the decision that's made. Uh, you know, failure to do that is is a, a major reason why bid protests get sustained, especially at the court of federal claims. That's Joe Petrillo, a procurement attorney with Smith Pactor McWhorter. You can find this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com/federaldrive. 57 minutes past the hour on The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. For the latest updates, stay with federalnewsnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Top national headlines from CBS News and The Federal Newscast are up next on Federal News Radio, part of The Federal News Network. It's The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. I'm Jared Serbu, filling in. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.